Welcome back, lady listeners. It's a brand new week at Read Me Romance. And we have a brand new book from Alyssa Turner called Get Further. And I am super excited about it. She is all about the audio, which I love. She is. I know. I was like, you are talking to me, directly to me. So we're going to talk about Alyssa Turner and all of her amazing stuff in just a few minutes. Um, We'll catch up first. I had somebody ask today, can you post the time in the show notes when the book starts? I'm like, is it that hard to just fast forward a little bit? <laughs> like, like sometimes that's all I do when I turn on this podcast. I just fast forward to us talking. Um, I don't know when it is. It just depends on editing. I so know, like, my I, show notes are already done and stuff. So I don't know how in. we would figure that out. I would have to go, like, it would have to be posted, and then I'd have to go look and then re-add it into the show notes or something. I don't know. Is it so And I already feel like me? there's so, maybe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's that bad to listen to us talk. <laughs> but you can work for it a little bit, all right? Yeah, Five right? Minutes. Just hit that button a few times. Just skip on ahead. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to talk about my kids were out of school this past week. Um, well, the, for a couple of days, it was like president's day or something weird. Do you mm-hmm. do your kids out? So they mom were out on Friday and Monday for this. It's some random long weekend. And my youngest one had a stomach virus and it happened. It always happens in the middle of the night. I don't know why, like vomit just doesn't happen during the day. I know. It's just know. always the middle of the night. So it was like one thirty. she woke me up and she was having a sleepover and her friend got sick oh, in her bed. And I feel felt so bad because it's actually like our next door neighbor. It's their daughter. Mm-hmm. They're best friends. It's so sweet. And she's over here all the time. So she got sick and I was like, are you okay? And she's like, I want my mommy. And I'm like, all right. I was like, well, we have to bathe you first <laughs> before you, even though it's next door, we're going to get this off of you. So I'm, you know, like cleaning up and, and, you know, washing stuff or whatever. And then I hate it. Cause I have to call the mom and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, and like, she, she was apologizing. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I've probably brought this sickness to your house. And it was like, I'm like, look, it could have gone either way. You know, I mean, I could have just as easily done this to you. And I just felt so bad. And I knew she felt bad. And we're both outside in like nightgowns. And we're both like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, it was just awful. And so her daughter goes home. And then it's like a couple hours later, mine gets sick. And she's just sick like all weekend. And I'm like, just go away, (laughs) you know. But, um. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, one morning, she just bounced out of bed, and she was like, can I have some pudding, like, for breakfast? These kids are resilient, man. When Isabel got COVID, she was like, it's like somebody sucker punched her in the face. Mm -hmm. She hit the bed, and then she woke up 12 hours later energized, like... (laughs) I'm ready to go. It was like, like she had a big nap. That's where her COVID was just a big nap. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm going to go work out. I'm like, you're not going anywhere, Contagious. Stay in your room. Oh Stay away from me. What is it about, like, small children that just have this capacity to just 
be well all of a sudden. I'm like, if I would have had a stomach virus, I would have like, number one, I would have been so skinny. I would have immediately been like, look how skinny I am. And then I would have just been like, oh my God, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm never going to recover from this. I would have been like the Tiger King. <laughs> like I'll, I'm never going to financially recover from this because it would have taken me weeks. They took, um, our kids have been out of school. They actually had like a five day freaking weekend. What? Because like, okay, so Wednesday they had off school because they gave us because we hadn't used too many snow days. So oh, they gave it yeah. was red uh-huh. Wednesday. It was red Wednesday because mm-hmm. the Chiefs won the Super Bowl here. Oh, yeah. So they got right. off of school. So everybody go to the parade if they wanted to or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, we're not going to that. <laughs> Anyways, so that night, too I had like sent in my office and they said a storm was coming. I thought a light storm because we've been mixing between cold and hot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, got sound in my ear, my feet up on my desk, and my whole desk like shakes. What? Like, what the fuck is going on? I get up and I go look out the back door and it was thunder lightning shaking the house while at the same time snowing. That's so weird. That's and like it's a po- apocalyptic a thunder snowstorm. It's like an actual thing. But the snow wasn't like really a like thunder blizzard. <laughs> and there was more ice than anything. And the school was so stupid. They did not call out school. What? Like, I could walk out like, Isabel woke me up. And she's like, hey, mom, can you um call the school and tell me I'm going to be late? I'm like, what are you talking? You're going to school? And and I realized I hadn't called it off. And Rob had already taken Peyton. He was like, gone. Oh, my God. And then Rob gets almost home and they cancel school. I tell Isabel, I said, don't go no. anywhere. I said, don't go anywhere. Wait till Rob for, to get back home. Yeah. She wasn't driving her car. Yeah. And Rob like pulls in the driveway and they cancel school two minutes before it starts. No. Because there was four buses and ditches. Oh my God. Holy so, so it just hit that fast? Like they didn't no, know. No, it was I guess they didn't realize how bad the roads were. Cause when you looked outside, it yeah. looked okay until you reached down and touched the ground. Oh, and it was like ice? It was like a half inch layer of ice. Holy shit. Like you could freaking skate across it. Like I took a knife and I was trying to show somebody that was like nicking it away. But there was buses and freaking all toppled over on their sides. Parents were going nuts. I would have lost my mind had I like just dropped off my kid and then had to go back and get them. Like what the fuck? Get it together, school system. You know what's crazy? It's like we did not have any winter weather this year at all. We had like one week of like a cold snap and that was it. It's been weird here. The last three years, the weather has been really weird. I can't deal with the hots. The hots get really hot like they never have before. Yeah, yeah. I am seem to adjust to the cold. I had company a few weeks ago. And they're like, it's so cold. I'm like, this is good. It's like 30, <laughs> it's 30 degrees out without wind. I'm like, this is perfect. It's this is perfect. <laughs> no, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> um, today we did a lot of planning for our book boxes that we have that are coming up. I just want to mention it right now while I'm thinking on it too, while it's fresh on my mind, but also so you guys are on the lookout for it. Um, most likely we should have everything together and they should ship in or should go up for sale in May. Hopefully fingers crossed if everything cooperates 
we should hopefully have it by then. So, which is kind of exciting. Our, they're like our spring book boxes this year. I think we showed our paperbacks the other, there was like maybe a couple of weeks ago on one of the episodes, we showed like the covers for them. But um, I did all the ordering and everything today for what goes in the boxes. And I'm super excited. I feel like this one's really fun. Like last year's was different, but this one feels like, I don't know. I don't know why this feels lighter and like fluffier. It does. It feels like it's, it's self-care. This is a self-care. Yeah, box. I felt like <laughs> last year's was about a lot of bulk and how much was in there. But this year, like yeah. there's actually an item in there that I'm really excited about that I've wanted to try, mm-hmm. but haven't reached yeah. out and bought. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. If I'm thinking about it, other women have to be thinking about it too. Yeah, for sure. So, and we'll talk more about like what's in our boxes and all that good stuff. That sounds really dirty. We'll talk more about what's in our boxes as we get closer to it. But just be on the lookout. They are going to come up soon. And um, as soon as we have like pictures and stuff, we'll we'll post it and say when it's coming and that kind of thing. So so just be on the lookout for that. And um, the other thing we were talking about was this gigantic thick girl right here. <laughs> this paperback. If um, you're not seeing this on YouTube, you can go to the YouTube and check out this episode. You can see how thick this book is. It's um, called Captured Love by Alexa Riley. That's us. Um, on this paperback, um, it's like five of our favorite kidnapping romances. Well, <laughs> so. a lot of people have been talking about how they wish they had some books so they could display mm-hmm. on their bookshelves so we're more discreet and yes that's what this one is 100 cover is definitely very, more discreet cover mm. yeah pretty but it's, it's very huge. unassuming because it's just got a lock a heart-shaped lock with a key mm-hmm. and it just says captured love and it's just yeah. it's really pretty it's a big sturdy book it's um almost 700 pages <laughs> But there's but like five books in there. Yeah, it's got five of our, like, and I was telling um, today on Instagram, I was like talking about the paperback. And I said, it's got two of these books are probably in my top five all-time favorite Alexa Riley books. It's got Thief and Sheltered in it. And both of those were like, they're two of my all-time favorites. Although I absolutely loved His, host- His Hostage. And then Say Your Mind, that was the Accidental Daddy book. And then the Stolen to Remember, the Stolen series was really fun to write too. Like that was such a great. Stolen to Remember was an amnesia secret baby. I I know she it was she was like the one that was surprised by the secret baby. (laughs) Because I remember. I know. I remember we talked about it, and we were like, "How could we do a secret baby where it's the woman that finds out she's pregnant? Like it's a secret baby on the woman." I remember us trying to figure this out because we're so stupid. I know. Oh my god, it's like the dumbest thing. But what's funny is, like, we had before we had started talking about doing this paperback. I was like. Gosh, we need to write another kidnapping book. It's been so long since we've done that. We should write one. And so we've, it's kind of funny that we're putting this print out as we've like started writing another kidnapping book. Yeah. It probably helps spark, spark it though. Yeah, I'm sure. And so, um, so as we're writing it, I even said to somebody, I was like, or maybe I said it on Instagram where I was like, I think it's going to be a series because we've introduced more characters. And I was like, well, I introduced more characters. It was my fault this time. <laughs> I, I was to say, it was not my fault this time. In fact, 
I wrote my heroine very isolated. <laughs> She's like, she bitch doesn't have no, no one. roommate. No, no She's friends. From the foster system, the boyfriend, the ex boyfriend is shit. Nobody's like coming to save this bitch. <laughs> like, I'm like, she can disappear and no one know. <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm like, let's give him brothers. <laughs> God. so yay so that's gonna be fun it'll be out later and probably in the end of march maybe or something but like i that. love but good brother banter it can i be do funny. too i do too and it was really fun like writing the last chapter that i did because it was like all of them together with the family and they're like giving them shit mm-hmm. and i was like i just i love the family dynamics and stuff like that and i don't it, i guess it's weird too like as an author if i think about it i'm intimidated by it like, I don't want to write a scene with a lot of people in it. I'd rather just do, like, inner monologue mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, my God, that's going to be so much conversation. But once you start, I feel like, at least for me, once I get in it and they start talking, it goes by really fast. Yeah, it starts bouncing back and forth pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love, and as a reader, I actually enjoy the conversations more, you mm-hmm. know, versus inner monologue. Like sometimes that can just be so boring when you're reading a book and that's all there is. But when it's the hero and heroine and they're like bickering or, you know, yeah, you know, like there's an enemies to lover situation or she's mad at him or he she's being crazy and he's just telling her sit down and shut up like you know when it can be in those situations i love that talk yeah so, but i noticed too um when we write like dirty scenes i well, i don't do a lot of conversation there's a lot of talking but they're not really talking to each other the hero's just like saying filthy things out loud <laughs> i'm like <laughs> she doesn't really need to respond to that he's just telling mm-hmm. her this is whatever, <laughs> you know. You so, it's just hot. You can't even respond to that. You know what are you gonna do? <laughs> you, they she, they respond when he's like, "Say it." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Oh wow, this pussy's getting wetter every time I talk." <laughs> it's like that's the only response I need. <laughs> it's so yeah, see, I'll, I've got some lady. I've got a lady listener email I want to read too, but I can say that for the next episode. We've got a lot to talk about with Alyssa Turner, and I don't want to miss any of this. Um, Let's start with her author bio. I'll read that for you. Alyssa believes that when characters speak to you, you've got to listen. She's been all ears and writing stories and all lengths since childhood. She only wonders where those notebook, those notebooks of handwritten dramas ended up. Me too. I want to know. (laughs) Almost everyone tags her romances as habanero hot and with her proclivity for the menage genre Alyssa is often recognized for weaving complexity and emotional depth into her characters she has so much fun writing she can never be relied upon to put the wash into the dryer anytime after p.m (laughs) after 10 p.m luckily she's married to the most understanding husband in the world the love has no regrets collection of novels by Alyssa Turner includes several series with familiar characters threaded into each story her love has no regrets. World is ever growing, spanning from Manhattan to Paris with polyamorous love that answers only to the heart. Read more about Alyssa Turner and preview her published works on her blog, AlyssaTurnerWrites.com. And we'll have all of that linked in the show notes. Um, Get Further is the book you're about to listen to. It's the third book in a standalone series called Working It In with three separate tri- triads. 
Um, I like I guess it's like Minaj. Yeah, it's all Minaj. Okay. So book one is called Get Closer, is a second chance on a one night stand and a bromance gone haywire. Book two is Go Deeper. I love these titles. Mm-hmm. It's an enemies to lovers and friends to lover mashup. Book three that you're about to hear, Get Further, is an age gap plus a fake relationship sampled on the podcast. This series is set in Manhattan and the characters are diverse, just like the city that never sleeps. With these characters spending so much time working together, the playtime they find is long overdue. These books are also part of her larger Love Has No Regrets collection, and all nine books included contain the Love Has No Regrets badge on their covers. Kyle Hunter, who's a reoccurring character in the Working It series, finds his own menage and Happily Ever After in Make Me. The Working It In series is on sale right now for $2.99 each at Chirp. Let's see. And the sale ends February 28th. So if you're not on Chirp, you should check it out. They have some great deals. This one, like I said, is on sale. Uh, The giveaway she's doing this week is awesome. It's a giveaway of the Make Me Audio via BookFunnel, Spotify, or Authors Direct. And everyone can get six free chapters of her bestseller, Polished and Duet, um, audio on her website. That's at her AlyssaTurnerWrites.com. And again, we'll have all of this linked in the show notes. I do want to mention um, that her audios are, um, all of her audios are duet or multicast in her, it's through her production company, CTR Audio. She said it's all about bringing each character to life, each character to life the way they are meant to be heard. So I love that. Cause you I know, love that too. What I, we used to listen to, which I'm sure is all of us old school, the missionaries and whatever by Lexi mm-hmm. and the Maya Banks and them where they would oh, the, yeah, yeah. the mercenaries, like the masters and mercenaries. Yeah. yeah. And, the, uh-huh. and then there was one where there was like a whole like world where it was, it was always three men and one yep. woman that got mm-hmm. married. Yep. It was always just narrated by like one woman did mm-hmm. the whole thing, even though it was from male points of view. I think it's, yeah. I've never heard a menage where you're going to get the three voices. I love that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that she's putting like this love into her audios and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Cause I just, as an audio lover, especially, I just think that's fantastic. So yeah. So like I said, check out her website. She has it on there is the CTR audios. Check that out too. Again, we'll have everything linked down below. Um, I'll read you the book bio for what you're about to listen to on Get Further. Kara, if there's one mistake I'll never make again, it's falling in love. A certain member of the male anatomy makes me stupid, apparently. A certain member of the male anatomy makes me stupid, apparently. And anyway, I'm too busy building my empire. All I need is my favorite toy and my bestie to keep me happy. Or so I keep telling myself. Cole, I fell in love with my best friend in college and married her when her heart was broken to pieces. But Kara is under the distinct impression that her heart has never been safer with me, her best friend, because as far as she knows, I'm gay. JP, the day I signed my divorce papers, I met America's favorite couple. We'll be working together on a new ad campaign, but something just isn't sitting right. Could be the way they both look at me that makes me wonder just what lies under the surface. Get Further is part of the Love Has No Regrets collection of Menage and Reverse Serum books by Alyssa Turner. Meet the next MMF triad in the standalone Working It series with a fake marriage at stake or friends secretly wanting to be lovers and the second chance for the gorgeous older guy they're both crushing on. Sounds hot. 
<laughs> All right. That's it. I remember Kara D doing um, a book where it was like, and it was the first time I'd ever done that, where it was like, they were in love. The couple was in love, like best friends. We want to be together forever. Yeah. But they were both bottoms. Oh. And, he, and he went to the club to try to learn to kind of be a top. Mm-hmm. But then a guy came along and topped oh. them both. And it was hot, hot. watching him dominate yeah. both of them and fuck both of them. I was like, oh, That's I, like I didn't even see that that was like I was gonna be like super into that. I was like, oh, this is That's good. an un- that's a because, new discovered kink. <laughs> because even then the two friends come back together and they're like, Do you think they like do you think he likes us? Is he gonna come back? <laughs> but they wanna be together too. But then now they're gossiping or like crushing on the same man together. It's just mm-hmm. really and I'm guessing that's gonna be how that kind of is. They're gonna kind of crush on this guy together. I love that. Let's do it. I can't wait. Let's go. Let's send them in. Let's do it. Right. We'll see you guys on the other side. Get further. Working it in. Book three, by Alyssa Turner, narrated by Jack Callahan, Pete Malone, and Brooke Chambers, featuring Adam Riley as Kyle Hunter. Audiobook copyright 2022. Held by Alyssa Turner. Produced and directed by CTR Audio. Author's Note The Working It In series is part of the Love Has No Regrets collection of Menage and Reverse Harem books. Books in this collection range from light sexy fun to darkly romantic tales. The Working It In series is a spin off from the book Make Me. In the Working It In series, you'll find characters reflecting the diversity of the city where they work and finally find some time to play. Welcome to the Daily Grind. Prologue. Cole. There was a kind of poetry in her profile when the sun and shadow got together on her face. I watched the dawning light dance on her porcelain skin. It flashed like bursts of hope between the cars of the commuter train running alongside our limo on the highway. Kara was softness personified. The gentle slope of her nose, the rise of her round cheekbones, the bow of her lips. I loved her face in the morning, before she'd had a chance to put on the $200 worth of cosmetics she didn't need. I loved her like this, when she looked like the Kara I'd always adored. She pointed out the window to the train, and the familiar Hunter Railways logo that was as classic American as the polo player on my shirt. So retro, it was cool, or at least that's what they were going to pitch to us at the meeting we were headed to New York City for. Must be a good omen, she said. Then she put her oversized sunglasses back on, to my disappointment, and checked her watch. Did they have to book us such an early flight? I don't even think I got four hours of sleep last night. Half a mil is worth it, I'd say. This would be our biggest account yet. Can you believe it? She mused. It's like we always dreamed. I'm not complaining. We should be at the hotel in plenty of time to change before our meeting. Kara wore her favorite Gucci joggers and fuzzy slippers. She tucked her jet black hair under a big floppy hat. I had on my much-loved Levi's 501 jeans that were so broken in that the back pocket threatened to tear away and announce to the world I roll commando. 
At least I do when catching a flight from L.A. to New York at the ass crack of the night. I'd had those jeans since college. Same as Kara. I adored them both. But I was pretty sure I'd burn those things in a trash can if my dick could be rubbing up against her insides instead. What I wouldn't do to have her reach into my zipper and part those perfect lips around the crown of my cock. Jesus. I shook off the thought as best I could. I'll call ahead to make sure they put our rooms next to each other. Kara said, and dialed the hotel. Sounds good, I said, spinning the platinum wedding band around my finger. Almost a year later, the thing still didn't feel like a part of me. Oh, you know what we have to do while we're here this time? She said suddenly. Get some Peking duck from that market on Houston? Definitely. And my mother will kill me if I don't send her some of their oolong tea. She says the Asian market in Palm Beach is a joke. Keeps hinting how much she misses Chinatown in L.A. Whatever keeps her in Florida, I'm all for it. There's gotta be some kind of subscription delivery for authentic Chinese groceries. Then she have to stop pretending that's the only reason she wants to move back. She wants you to get pregnant. This wasn't a secret, but it was something we'd managed to skirt around successfully so far. Too busy. It was a reasonable excuse. Our lifestyle brand was killing it, and our wedding eight months ago had been the L.A. social event of the season for the twenty-something it crowd that was our kingdom. Kara plus Cole was all over everyone's social feed. Lately, if a trendy product or venue didn't have our stamp of approval, it didn't exist. Everyone had assumed we were a couple for years. So, when Kara found out the last guy she'd fallen hard for was a lying, cheating, bullshit artist with a wife and twin girls living clueless in the hills, I took her up on her threat to marry me. She thought it all made perfect sense, since I was the only man in her life who would never hurt her. She was right. I wouldn't. And I already knew I couldn't have her. Not the way I wanted to, anyway. Screw it, I thought. We would travel the world together, have our silly inside jokes, and laugh until our sides ached the way we always did. I married my best friend for business. It was cynical and impulsive, and it made us rich. People couldn't get enough of our fairy tale. We lied to everyone. Kara turned to me, taking off her glasses again and nibbling on the arm. She did that when she was nervous. I think maybe I actually want to be pregnant. Hold the press. What? How does that fit into this little charade we have going on here? I don't know. She sighed. I just want something real in my life. Did you forget our wedding was the publicity stunt of the century? No. How would that even work? I asked. I mean, I didn't agree to kids. Not this way. Don't worry. We wouldn't have to have sex. I would never ask you to do that. There it was. The biggest lie of them all. I would die to have sex with Kara. To love her like I want to. Like a real husband. A man who cherished her in every way. But Kara is under the distinct impression that her heart has never been safer with me, her best friend. Because as far as she knows, I'm gay.
Chapter 1 J.P. Five years. It was a long time to be married to the wrong person. I'd met my soon-to-be ex-wife at a swingers club, and yeah, apparently, we had different ideas about commitment. But we'd had fun while it lasted, and really, I didn't hate her. Not even after finding the condom wrapper she accidentally on purpose left on the floor of her car when I took it for a wash. The only thing we ever truly had in common was how much we liked sex and our enthusiasm for swinging. It wasn't something to build a life on. People wonder what the difference is between swinging and cheating. Lies, baby. Swinging is honest. Cheating is the end. I scribbled my signature one last time and pushed the pile of divorce papers back across the conference table. There. It's done. Yvette's lawyer packed the papers in his shiny brown briefcase, adjusted his round glasses, and shot me a tight-lipped smile. We all stood up. Yvette bit her lip and shrugged. Good luck, she said simply. I probably should have felt more in that moment. Something other than just... empty. Yeah, you too. It was as if we'd crashed into each other one day, and it had taken all this time to untangle ourselves. The freedom felt good, even if we were both a little bruised from the process. My phone vibrated against my chest just as I was leaving. I pulled it from my breast pocket. Jared Parks, I answered in my best upbeat voice. Good morning, JP, my admin said with her sweet Midwestern accent. I'm calling to let you know Kyle would like to move up your meeting to noon instead of one. She paused a moment. Will that work for you? The tender way she asked communicated everything she knew about the reason I'd yet to arrive at the office. Janie had been with me since my first days at Hunter, when she had a lot less gray hair, and I didn't have any. Please let Kyle know that'll be fine. And how are you? I went ahead and ordered your lunch in case you wouldn't take the time to stop, or have you lost your appetite? I sighed. You know me too well, Janie. But thank you anyway. I'm here for you, J.P. And she was probably the only one who was. You always are. Next, my phone beeped with a text from Rick Stein, the senior project manager on my team. Kyle just left my office. He's bringing in some outside consultants. BTW, meeting is at 12 now. I know about the switch. I texted back. I did not know about the consultants. Who are they? Social media experts to help us reach a new demographic. Only a pencil neck like Rick would spell out the word demographic in a text. I shook my head and smiled. Let me guess. The data shows luxury train cars are big with the IG crowd. Something like that. I cleared my throat, and the dread about my upcoming meeting was still lodged there. When was the last time luxury train travel was a thing? Pretty sure it was before Gone with the Wind had been colorized. And whoever was still into it probably saw that movie in the theaters. 
why Hunter Railways didn't just stick to hauling freight, commuters, and grandparents who hated to fly was beyond me. Those things are a hell of a lot easier to explain in an advertisement than this new division Kyle Hunter had such a hard-on for. But he was chairman. It was his company. His family name was on top of the building. His decision. All I knew, if I couldn't come up with a stellar campaign to sell this supposedly amazing idea that will revolutionize travel, I could kiss my cozy corner office goodbye. Maybe not today, but just like my marriage, the writing was on the wall. I ran my fingers through the length of my salt and pepper hair when I reached my silver Audi waiting in the back of the lot and took a moment to admire the Manhattan cityscape across the river. No matter how bad things are, this view never gets old. A quick check of my vintage Rolex when I arrived at Hunter Railway's headquarters told me it was 11.45. Just in time. The elevator doors sprung open just as I pressed the twentieth floor. The guy who stepped in was more good-looking than any dude has the right to be. I purposely averted my eyes, intending to fight the instant impulse to stare at him the entire ride. A woman stepped in directly after him, her nose buried in her phone. She glanced up at him. The hotel is trying to locate a second room right now. The man nodded stiffly. Would it really be so bad, Cole? It's just for a night. The man, Cole, shot her a look as if someone had nailed his foot to the floor. Hurt, surprise, and disappointment pinched his chiseled features all at once. It isn't just for a night, Kara. That's the point. This is our life. Kara turned to him, the wince evident on her profile. Only couples had the power to wound with so little said. Towards the end with Yvette, she needed so little from our marriage, from me. She couldn't even be bothered to have an argument. Call it a hunch. These two had history. A meaningful one. I cleared my throat, hoping to signal I had no interest in this front-row seat to their little spat. I had my own problems. The woman, Kara, took a moment to acknowledge my presence behind her with a quick glance over her shoulder. She took a breath. Let's not do this here, okay? She murmured to Cole. They stood side by side, staring up at the numbers marking each floor we ascended, but Kara brushed his hand with her pinky finger, and he linked his with hers automatically. I thought it was a sweet gesture. Whatever was off between these two hadn't yet ruined them completely. Maybe it was the crash and burn of my own marriage that had me rooting for them, but I was. Good luck, I thought. Didn't we all need it? Hunter Railways housed the entire building and the credit union available to all employees had offices here, too. So, I figured they must be here for a mortgage refi or something. But when they exited on the twelfth floor with me, I was confused. This is marketing, I said offhandedly. Yes, we have a meeting with... Kara said, and was interrupted by Kyle Hunter's administrative assistant. Welcome. I'm Delia. We spoke on the phone. 
She had her hand out for an enthusiastic shake for both of them. I see you've already met Jared. Kara's eyes widened with a fair amount of embarrassment as she took a short breath. Then she smiled at me, and I swore I could have seen a star sparkle off her teeth. Not quite, she said. Cole reached out his hand. I'm Cole Swanson, and this is Carol Lynn Swanson. After I shook Cole's hand, Kara reached out. Kara plus Cole, she said, as if it were one word, as if it should ring a bell somehow if she put it that way. Well, nice to meet you. You're meeting with Kyle in the main conference room. JP, I'll take our guest over and see you there, Delia said, ushering the two down the hall. Ah, the social media gurus in all their glory. I had sweatshirts older than them. The idea made me laugh. One day I turned around and I was the old guy around this place. Kyle Hunter was just a cadet in military school when I started. The kid his father was so proud of bringing to work during holiday breaks. Now he'd taken daddy's place as the chairman and I might have a few sweatshirts older than him too. I'm mentally committed to adding another two miles on the treadmill just to prove to myself 45 was not prehistoric. Showtime, Rick said, passing me in the hall on his way to the meeting. That fucker was gunning for my job, and I don't think he even cared if I knew. Little weasel. I grabbed my tablet and invited Janie to join me in there. I'd take all the backup I could get. In the conference room, photos of our trains lined the walls alongside our most successful ad campaigns of the past. On five easels stood the storyboards Rick had put together depicting the vision we'd hashed out for the launch. I sat down in the chair next to Rick just before Kyle came in. Kara plus Cole were perched across from us, looking picture-fucking-perfect. Thank you all for accommodating the meeting change, but it couldn't be avoided. Kyle said, and took a seat at the head of the large table. Delia tells me she made the introductions already, so now that we're all here, I'd like to cut to the chase. He clapped his hands together, prompting the room into dramatic silence. As you know, leisure travel via rail has been on the decline for decades. It's one of the reasons we've been focusing on freight acquisitions. However, recent trends in Europe and Japan have been indicating a shift towards ultra-luxury trains as an exclusive experience. We should be at the forefront of that trend here in the U.S. He grinned widely. I'm happy to announce the Lux. Hunter Railway's state-of-the-art high-speed hotel in motion is completed ahead of schedule and ready for its maiden voyage. He raised the shield on the widescreen display behind him. Damn. Even I had to admit the thing was a work of art. Most people spend three hours in an airport before they can even get on a plane. Then even in first class, you're stuck in a seat the entire trip. Discerning vacationers would rather travel on their own terms, with people they want to be with. Just look at how the luxury RV industry has taken off, and you can't fit a glass-topped sauna in an RV. Kyle gestured to the attractive couple I'd been introduced to. I'd like Kara and Cole, who I'm sure you recognize from, I don't know, everywhere, to be our first passengers, and I'd like them to document the experience for their millions of followers. I frowned. What the fuck kind of left-field surprise was this? Okay, 
And when did you want to let me know about this? I asked. I'm letting you know about it now. I ran into these two at an event last week, and I think it's the perfect marriage for us. He laughed and smiled at the couple. <laughs> no pun intended. Cole grinned, and the dimples on that guy should have been illegal. No offense taken. Traveling on the Lux is a lifestyle choice, choosing to celebrate the journey and not just the destination. It's a romantic concept. I want it to be a sexy one, too. The passengers for our prototype should be a who's who list of tastemakers. Then, once we have the whole fleet of these trains, we'll be booked for months. Who better to show the world how special the Lux is than the most envied couple in the country? I love it. Kara chirped. She pressed her hands together in front of her lips and peeped sideways at Cole. I wondered if she had any clue about how adorable she looked right then. A second later, she relaxed back in her chair and swiped a lock of loose hair behind her ear in a cool, fluid motion that looked either practiced or masterful. Both, I supposed. Then she crossed her long legs and I couldn't help but admire the slit up the side of her skirt. How long is the trip? Two weeks, with eight stops. He turned to his assistant. Delia, would you hand out the itineraries? Delia sprang into action. I looked over at the neatly typed flowchart. So, eight stops, sometimes more than one in a day, with an attraction in each different city. From the stations, a car will be waiting to take you to the best wineries, exclusive farm-to-table experiences, a small venue concert, a polo match perhaps, and some of our country's most amazing natural treasures, all in one trip. Rick looked at me, and then at his storyboards, and then at Kyle. I'll get to work on a new suite of ads. Not so fast, Kyle said. I want you to take the trip with them to get a first-hand look at the experience yourself and help document Kara and Cole in real time. We are planning for embarkment 30 days from now. Oh, jeez, Rick said. My wife is due to give birth next month. I can't be out of town. Oh, congratulations, Kara beamed. I'm so happy for you. Cole cleared his throat. We only have a narrow window between Fashion Week and Coachella. Unless you want to push this whole thing to November, but by then, it's all holiday stuff. No, I don't want to wait that long. Kyle turned his attention to me. Normally, I wouldn't ask a VP to step into such a hands-on project, but I need to have my marketing team represented. If Rick can't go, I need you to make it happen. Well, I think the timing is perfect. Janie piped in. The comment was more about my divorce than my calendar. 30 days is plenty of time for me to move your schedule around, and I'll rope you in remotely, if necessary, on the more pressing matters. Thanks, Janie, I thought sarcastically. The wink she shot my way made me shake my head. If that's what it takes, I'm on board, I said. Pun intended, I suppose. That got a laugh from Kara. Okay then, we'll have legal drop a contract and have it to you by the end of the day. Kyle said to Cole and Kara, and we all stood up. I figured I'd have to put in at least ten minutes of chit-chat with my new travel buddies before it was polite to leave, but Kyle pulled me to the side. Thanks for stepping up. I know I didn't clear this idea with you first, but we really need to take control of our image. 
Thornhill is telling anyone who will listen that I removed him as CFO to cover up an embezzlement scheme and not because he couldn't keep his hands off his female associates. It's total bullshit, and I've kept it out of the press so far, but an article is going to press next month. We've already unraveled some of his lies, but I've hired a third-party firm to comb through our financials and get ahead of what's coming. In the meantime, I don't want it to frame the narrative for our brand. I nodded in complete understanding. I've known you a long time, JP. My father said you were the best person to have shaping the image of his company. So I'm letting you know what the stakes are for this launch, and I'm trusting you'll keep all this between us. Of course, Kyle, I said. Why don't you see if Kara and Cole are available for lunch? It would be good to get to know each other a little bit before you're stuck together for two weeks. Yeah, sure. And Janie let me know about this morning. Sorry. I shrugged. It happens. Maybe you'll have some fun on the trip. These two bring the party with them wherever they go. He held out his hand for a shake goodbye. Now, I've got to run. One of the teens in my foundation was jumped on the way to school. He just got out of surgery. Poor kid's got no one. He called me. And you picked up? Of course I did, Kyle said. When someone needs your help, you give it. I smiled at him. You make it sound so simple. Kyle smiled with a shrug, heading out of the door. It is. Chapter 2 Kara Thirty-two days later, to be exact, Cole's knee trembled beneath my hand as we rode to the station, giving me every clue he hated this idea. But hell, we'd signed on the dotted line. Fifty percent of the funds had been transferred up front, and the Kara plus Cole universe was all about the lux for the next two weeks. We'd worked hard since our last visit to New York, not stopping to return to L.A. for more than a few days at a time. He was exhausted, and so was I. But it was more than that. Things were getting complicated between us. Lunch with Jared Parks, or J.P., as he said to call him, had been interesting, to say the least. First thing, he was hot. I thought so and I know Cole thought so too, from how he kept staring at J.P.'s forearms. Yeah, Cole had a thing for strong arms, lightly dusted with hair, and big hands that looked like they would leave a mark. That's how he described it to me, this fetish he had with men's arms. Me? I'm more of a lips and eyes girl, and when J.P.'s stormy grays twinkled every time his lips quirked up into a small guarded smile, I wanted to have him for dessert. Don't even get me started with that everlasting scruff I suspected might be the same soft gray as his eyes if he ever let it grow out. He had this very sexy Mr. Teacher vibe going, and he made me want to dig out my old cheerleading outfit to see if he was into that kind of thing. But no, I had way more sense than that. Now. Like always, I gushed about all of this with Cole on the way over from lunch. We usually had a blast lusting after the same guys. It had almost become a game to us. A gay bestie must. Who was the most fuckable person in the room? But Cole got all serious about it when I brought it up and told me Jared Parks was off limits. Well, of course he was. So was any man as far as I was concerned. Now we were on our way to spending two weeks with this man flashing his twinkling eyes and sexy arms all over the place. 
and I didn't even have a cold to commiserate with me. Something was off. The limo pulled into the train station located in one of the wealthiest New York suburbs. At the height of their colorful fall display, the tree leaves above us made a kaleidoscope of the filtered light. The setting couldn't have been more picturesque. Gleaming in the crisp morning sun was the most beautiful train I'd ever seen. The Lux's streamlined frame resembled a spaceship with its pointed nose, pure white exterior, and black windshield. On its side, in huge navy blue letters, Hunter Railways was prominently displayed. Symbols of wind scrolled from the ends of the H and R. This thing is gorgeous, I exclaimed, hands clasped. JP met us at our car. Well, this is it. Any last regrets? He asked, his dry humor curling those perfectly formed lips. <laughs> we should be asking you that, Cole said. I got the feeling you weren't a fan of the idea. J.P. smiled wider this time. I think I like you, Cole. Are you always so blunt? He emphasized the T and his tongue made a brief appearance. I call it like I see it. Cole answered. Do you now? J.P. replied, reaching to help with some of the camera equipment the chauffeur removed from the trunk. His tone was playful, and I had to look back and forth between them to decide if my ears were deceiving me. This was flirting. No mistake. J.P. wore a light v-neck sweater with the sleeves pushed up. This time, I spied a tattoo right below the crease of his elbow. I think Cole noticed it, too, at precisely the same moment. A circle with what could be a V inside if it didn't have a flat bottom. J.P. caught us both looking at it. If we all get drunk enough one night, maybe I'll tell you what it means. I raised an eyebrow at him. Or I can just Google it. He shook his head with a light laugh. Your generation takes the fun out of everything. Not everything. Cole said. I glared at him. That wasn't even close to being subtle. JP laughed lightly again and waved us on. Come on. We depart soon. I still need to show you your private suite and the common area shared with the adjacent suite I'll be in. Cole and I let JP show us to the last of about one dozen train cars. We entered from the open-air back balcony, which was impressive on its own with the retractable glass enclosure to convert it into a heated solarium at the push of a button. JP slipped a key card into a slot and a door swished open, revealing a private cabin much larger than I initially thought. Both Cole and I swilled our heads, getting an eyeful. The train's interior had soft charcoal carpet that felt spongy through my shoes. The balcony led right into the sleeping car, with a king bed tucked into the corner. For maximum efficiency, seamless drawers were concealed below, within the pattern of the exotic zebra wood platform. There wasn't much more than the bed and the glass picture window that started midway up the wall and continued over the ceiling into a moon roof to watch the stars pass overhead. In the next room, a large leather sofa extended a quarter length of the car, ending at a bar packed with top-shelf alcohol. They even had a tap with Cole's favorite IPA. Someone did their homework, I said, pointing to it. JP grinned. My assistant is thorough. And your life is basically an open book. I watched Cole grimace at the statement. 
Do you think you could give us a moment to get settled, JP? I needed to find out what was up with Cole. Yeah, sure. Next is the dining car, which we share. And after that is the spa and gym, which we also share. And then my quarters begin. How about we all unpack, and I'll meet you in about an hour to go over the talking points for our first stop this afternoon. Long Island wine country, right? I asked. Not exactly Sonoma, but the vineyard is owned by that rapper everybody thinks is God, so... So it will be fabulous, I finished. Not what I was thinking, but I'll go with it. JP continued forward to the automatic door at the end of our living room. Soft music played from corner-mounted speakers. In the middle of the car, two poles gleamed in stainless steel. Cole ran his hand up and down one of them. Do you think these are for stripping? I shook my head. No, they're probably for holding onto around sharp turns. Cole grabbed a hold and tugged himself up on one of them. They could be stripper poles. Cole! I whisper shouted. I need you to be serious for a second. He placed his feet back on the floor. What is it, Karen Bear? What in the hell are you thinking, flirting with J.P.? He reached out to twirl a bit of my hair with his finger. Cara Bear, are you jealous? Then he took the tip and painted my cheek with it until I giggled. I slapped his hand away. Oh my God, are you high? I may have had one of those magic muffins our favorite dispensary sent to our hotel this morning. What am I going to do with you? I said, exasperated with him. You can't be high. We're supposed to be working. Well, it's supposed to be all sunshine and bunnies between us, right? I think I needed a little help to pull it off today. I put my hand on his cheek. Why? Because I've decided to look into in vitro. You made it perfectly clear you don't want to make a baby with me. I don't want to make a baby like this, Cole said. Like what? Like two best friends who'd be the most awesome parents in the world? Cole threw his head back, shaking it. You're unbelievable. I don't know how much longer I can do this. His words cut me to the bone. What are you saying? I could feel the tears stinging my eyes. I couldn't lose him. We can put it off. I'm open to discussing the timing. He cupped his hand against my cheek, and his cool blue gaze felt like it was tracking my every thought. For a moment, it seemed like he would kiss me, just draw me in and press his mouth to mine. For the very first time, he didn't. Of course he didn't. And it wasn't the first time my own stupid fantasies got the better of me. He pulled me to a hug instead. And it was almost as good. It would have to be enough. I love you, Cole. You're all I need. I love you too, Cara Bear. But it's killing me slowly to see you longing for a baby I'm not ready for. I would give you anything. But what you really want is the one thing you don't want from me. What's that? You're happily ever after. And don't deny it. Happily ever after is a myth I swore not to be stupid enough to fall for again, I said, weary of this argument. He sighed. I think I need some air to clear my head. Just give me a few minutes alone outside before we get started. Don't worry. I'll be ready for the camera. Somehow today, thanking him for his effort, 
just sounded off to me too. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So that was the first installment of Get Further by Alyssa Turner. Um, like I said earlier, make sure you enter this week's giveaway. Everything is going to be down in the show notes. It's going to link you to more if you want more and you are going to want more. So I think that's everything. I think that's all of it. <laughs> all right. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back.